Hi, this is Olivia Cook. And I'm Amber Duffney. And this is The Empowered Woman. Badass and unfiltered. My co-host Amber and I created this podcast to highlight the badass women we know and love. We did this with the goal of empowering women and supporting each other on the journey of life and business. We show women that they can still be a badass, make a difference in the world, leave a legacy, all while rocking their femininity. Olivia is a mindset coach and social media strategist who helps women organize, strategize, and automate their lives and businesses to grow and scale with ease. And Amber is a life transition coach, an expert whose mission is to help women realign with their purpose and pursue a life of passion and fulfillment. In this podcast, you'll hear amazing stories of inspiration and triumph from kick-ass women from all over the world. As Amber and I are both coaches, we also, from time to time, offer live coaching demos on the show where you get to be a fly on the wall and see how powerful coaching really is. Now let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered. Olivia here with a really, really cool guest today. She is the CEO and founder of Biz Stance Services, a business and consulting consulting and management agency. She not only consults and coaches in business, she is also a personal and career coach. Fearid promotes a holistic approach to healthy living with a focus on effective communication and leadership, directly using, using and improving emotional intelligence. She specializes in helping individuals break through their barriers, overcome victim mentalities, and conquer fears and insecurities so they can identify and reach their true potential by doing what they love and are passionate about. Together, strategic solutions are developed for living an ideally balanced lifestyle. My guest today is Virid Lerner, and she is amazing. And I just want to thank you again for coming on and we're going to share about how to have more balance with work and life when we're working from home. So thank you so much for having me on here, Olivia. It's really great to uh, to be on and to be interviewed by you and just to share a lot of valuable content and information with your audience. Um, I really do believe that the the work-life balance is super important right now, much more so than pre-COVID, because even though we were focusing on this before and everybody was talking about, um, you know, having to have that work-life balance and some people working from home, um, some people going more remote, a lot of outsourcing, a lot of flex time where companies would allow you to to have remote uh, offices or even entrepreneurs that were, you know, going back and forth meetings and, you know, trying to build their business and things like that. Where does one end and the other begin? Now it's even more important to focus on this because we are at home and we have our day-to-day life, you know, with our household responsibilities and our, in our private life. And then we also have all of the uh, things associated with our professional life. So whether 
we're building a business, whether we have an existing um, job or whether we're looking for work, it still takes up a lot of our time when we are interweaving it with our daily activities. So I think that's pretty much the focus of this interview and what we're going to be talking about. Yes, yes, I love it. So in what are some of the things that you've noticed with your clients recently that have been some of the biggest struggles? Some of the biggest struggles for them were how much time do I allocate to my business versus, um, you know, everything else that I have to do. So when you are at home, you get pulled in different directions. And unfortunately, you also have distractions. And then you have, you know, you may have children <laughs> who come and go. And then you may have pets who come crawling all over you. Um, you have lots of different things that I, I guess are interrupting your daily workflow. So some of the biggest challenges they're having is the time management, right? How much time do I give here versus there? And also with the interruptions, um, we lose focus. And by losing focus, it takes us longer to get back into the whatever it was that we were doing. So you're kind of, you're not being as productive as you were before. When you're not in the household, when you're in a work environment, it's much easier to focus um, and you are sort of held accountable, right? So if you're working with other people or for other people, they're watching you versus working from home, how do you still hold yourself accountable time-wise? Um, people who have bosses who answer to somebody, they might be tracked, so they're looking at you know, their login information. Um, when they log into the system, if they're working remotely or the amount of time they're spending with clients, maybe they're entering information into a CRM so it can be tracked that way. But when you're working for yourself, um, how do you keep track? And, you know, how do you not lose yourself in what you're doing and still maintain that momentum without getting frustrated, bored, burnt out? So those are some of the most, um, you know, challenging aspects of, from what I'm seeing from my clients. That makes so much sense because having to, especially if it's a job that you don't really like business wise, most people like their businesses that they run, but if they're working a job that they don't necessarily care for and they have to do it from home, I I definitely can see how it's easy to get distracted. Um, <laughs> like definitely, especially see, and I have to, for my day job, I have to enter things into a CRM and um, I I call it email hell that I go through a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I stay in this room all day long and I feel like I'm in a cage almost because it is the smallest room in my house. And, um, I try my hardest not to be distracted, but it's, I, I do get distracted. I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect. Um, but I mean, I get all my work done, but I can see, but I don't have children. So for the people that do like how, what are some of the things you advise to like help them? Well, I mean, the first thing I tell them is that life is life. And just like we're watching live TV sometimes, and even there, a lot of people, a lot of the correspondents, a lot of the journalists, they do things from home. Um, and they have, you know, remote screen time. And it's not that like they're going into the studio all the time. So when you're at home and, you know, people are walking by or dogs are barking, you can hear the traffic outside, 
that's just life and everybody can relate to it it's what makes you more authentic more real more unique so don't be afraid of having that meeting and having those interruptions because they happen yes you can set aside some time and say to your kids or whomever is around that you know what from this time to this time i'm going to be say giving an interview or i'm going to be going live or I can't be interrupted because I have a, a deadline to meet. Um, and you can try to do it that way. But sometimes you will be interrupted and it's okay. Nobody expects you to be perfect. This isn't a movie. Even with movies, they do 100 takes before they get the right one, you know. So um, just be real. Forgive yourself. Uh, give yourself the leeway that you need and be flexible. The biggest advice I can give someone is um, treat yourself like you would treat somebody else. Don't be overly critical or harsh. And uh, eventually everything is going to fall into place. You can put things into practice like schedules, timelines, expectations, routines. Um, you know, if you know that, that your kids are going to come to you for younger uh, for food if they get hungry so leave some things in the kitchen where they can just go in and grab it or you know prepare something that they can warm up on their own um, things that will prevent them or, or you know not give them the necessity to have to come to you for every little thing and you can also designate um, you know this is a stress-free zone where I need to come in here every so often for my zen time and I need to just relax when I'm in here, unless there's a fire, God forbid, or some other emergency, I don't want to be interrupted. And then you have your few minutes to just unwind, regroup, refocus, and then move on to the next thing. But I think routine um, explanations, you know, when you explain things to people, it's much easier for them to um, understand and accept because they know the reasoning behind it rather than just, you know, somebody comes to you and you're like, not now, I'm busy. But why are you busy? Just explain to them in advance. I'm going to be doing A, B, C, and D. Please don't interrupt me. I will be with you as soon as I'm done. They're, you know, more likely to not bother you at that point. So just having those boundaries, having those, you know, um, those preventative measures in advance works a lot um, to to help you along without having you distress what happens if, right? Oh, I love that because... It's definitely in the service industry, we call this anticipating guest needs. Mm -hmm. And it's basically what you do with your life. Um, I like to meal prep, for instance. So I have that food ready to just heat up. So, and that's just a lifestyle thing, but it's definitely something I will implement once I do have children. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned that tip to like have some food to the side so your kids can just put it in the microwave, you know, because <laughs> they, they always want to eat. I have, most of my friends have children, so I'm not completely blind to like that world. And yeah, they, they, they like to eat. And by the way, for the listeners, if you would like to book a 30 minute meeting with Virid or check out her virtual business card, the links to that are in the show notes below. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that mm -hmm. um, towards the beginning of this. Um, but no, those are very, very helpful tips. Yeah. What are some... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that the other thing um, is that you... I know we talk about screen time and not allowing them or not promoting it. 
to be the thing to go to. But when you're in a rut <laughs> and when you absolutely need to have your uninterrupted time is to maybe put them in front of a screen and, you know, let them watch a show or a movie where you know that their attention is going to be there and not with you. Um, it's sort of the pacifier uh, for emergency type situations. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are judgmental and I love that you said, you know, treat, think about people like, like you're them, like don't be so critical and overly critical. And I know that it's so easy for us to judge mm -hmm. other people and we really shouldn't, but we do it anyway. Let's not lie. I, um, personally, since I've been so, I feel like I've been so isolated from society as an extrovert, I found myself being more biased based off of just the things that I'll see on social media. And I know this is kind of like off the point, but I'm, I'm getting back to it. I promise. <laughs> um, I see, I just, I see that from like when I do go out and I see people in public and I notice the things that I, cause I keep track of what I'm thinking in my head and I'm like, I wonder if this is happening to other people also, like if they're becoming more judgmental now that they've been so away and, and just watching, but not really truly interacting with people. Yeah. I think that, um, in certain ways we do become judgmental, right? And the funny thing is I was watching something and they were making fun of, or not, they were bringing to light um, in a humorous way the fact that because everyone is working from home and because everything's done on Zoom and other uh, meeting platforms, that we're all kind of, you know, we're paying attention, but we're also looking at the surroundings of the other people like, oh, so what does their house look like? Their living room, their bedroom, their dining room, wherever <laughs> they are. And we're kind of like judging where they live, what they have. Um, so in that respect, also what they're wearing and if they're on, you know, multiple times a week, are they wearing the same thing or are they changing often, right? Are they doing their hair? Are they doing their makeup? <laughs> so it kind of, you know, in, in that way, in that respect, I think that we do get a little bit judgmental. Um, but in other ways, I think it also uh, has brought us to a point where we are more accepting because we do realize that they're in the same position that we are. Everyone around the globe has been thrown into this with no preparation. We don't know what to expect. We don't know how much longer it's going to take to get back to, you know, I don't think we'll ever really get back to the same life we had before, but at some point, like some sort of normal. And, um, and I think that, you know, this new normal is going to be much better for us because we're going to have a healthier way of, of looking at other people and also viewing the expectations and all that kind of stuff of, of you know, what, what are we going to go back to in terms of the business world? What are we going to expect from our employees? What are we going to expect from our employers? Are they going to be more amenable to having us work from home? Um, rather than go into the office, and will the hours be expected to be the same, right? So I think yeah. now, and before before this even happened, we have like we were expected to be on call all the time. They're giving you a laptop, they're giving you remote access, they're giving you phones. Um, you are expected to answer emails. As somebody was telling me, just a little side story, um, that they were speaking with uh, one of their clients. And they were saying that their boss had to have them 
answer an email at two o'clock in the morning while they were on vacation. And can you imagine that is a really unhealthy expectation. I mean, you're supposed to be on vacation. You're supposed to just, you know, check out. Don't even bring your computer. Don't even bring your phone. Believe me, the world is not going to end <laughs> if you don't answer it. And everyone at some point is replaceable. So if you think that you're going to score points because you're going to make yourself irreplaceable, that's not a likely, um, you know, scenario. So I think it's really important to remember that we're all people at the end of the day, right? Even celebrities are people. Now you see them talking to their um, audience and they're in their home, they're wearing sweats, their pajamas or whatever. They're very chill and cool and they don't care what they look like, what they sound like. They're just them. And at the end of the day, we are us too, whether we're professionals, whether we're celebrities, right? And, uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's no room for judgment, I, I think. I love that you touched on that because uh, touched on the fact that um, our jobs expect so much out of us. And what I've noticed with my day job, especially, is the employees end up working more while they're working from home. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of my favorite coworkers was laid off recently and she never got to be off on any of her vacation days because she was so needed. And it, um, it's just one of those things that it makes, and it, it goes to show, yeah, you, you are so replaceable. Like they don't care. And it's, it's really annoying. Like, that it's that way. Um, what are your suggestions on when to cut off work? Mm -hmm. Because I find so many people have this guilt associated mm -hmm. with working from home too and not being the ideal employee in their minds. I feel like there's a lot of guilt weighed, mm -hmm. weighed on people. A hundred percent. I think the guilt also comes from a place of fear because you, you try to make yourself mm -hmm. irreplaceable and you also try to make yourself indispensable. So if they can do without me, right, um, then they might let me go. And so you never want to put yourself in a position where they can do things without you and so because you're working from home you also want to prove to them that you're not slacking off that you're not taking advantage that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing sometimes overachieving or trying to overachieve at the expense of sleep your health um, eating you know getting the right um, time for you that where you need to just step back and say okay I've done my job this is what I would have done if I was at the office anyway and now it's time for me now it's time for my family now it's time for you know the things that I need to do in order to keep um, some sanity going inside because a lot of us are just burning ourselves out and at the end of the day if we're not good then they're gonna let us go anyway right because when you burn yourself out, you're not being productive. You think you're being productive, but you're not. And then you start to overanalyze everything, you know. So it's just a vicious cycle, and, and it's that, you know, rabbit hole of people often associated with the Internet, but it's also with the business world. Okay, one more thing I'm going to do, one more task, one more assignment, one more uh, project, right? But we have to stop at, at some point and say to ourselves, 
enough is enough. I've put in my hours. I've done what I had to do. I've presented what I had to. I've submitted what I had to. And now I'm checking out, right? So give yourself, I mean, know what you have to do. So when you wake up in the morning, my suggestion usually is to do the most important things, right? The things you absolutely must get done. Do them. Feel up that sense of accomplishment that you've already done it and the rest is just going to fall into place um, with the right timing and your efforts. And then at the end of the day, you say, okay, that's enough. I'm going to walk away tomorrow. I'm going to do the same thing. And you will have that sense of accomplishment and you will get you know, the recognition that you need because you are presenting to them the most important things. Even to yourself, if you're self-employed, do the most important things for you, for your business, whatever you need to get going at the beginning of the day and then, you know, take that stress off, alleviate um, the stress. I think that that's a really good tip because I, I find that waking up earlier as well and having the time for yourself is really helpful. I can tell the difference on the days that I wake up in the morning and have and spend the time by myself versus the days that I don't mm -hmm. and just go straight into working. And it might not feel great to wake up early in the morning mm -hmm. <laughs> and do that, but it, it you're doing it for you when you do it. Right. Okay. I think, yeah, I do agree with you. I think that waking up early is great. Also getting enough hours of sleep is good. I know that we are, we like to, you know, binge watch things and I'm guilty of this, <laughs> you know, like I work a lot of hours. Um, I do obviously work from home like everyone else, but I was doing that before too. It's just, I find things are different now because my business is taking me in different directions. Um, but what, what I do find is that when my kids go to sleep, for instance, that's when I have have my downtime, downtime. I always say, you know, nighttime is my time. And that's when I unwind. And I have to always catch myself to not stay up too late, to not, you know, go into those um, Netflix uh, binge watching series and all that, um, and give myself the, the proper sleep that I need in order to function the next day. Because you can also burn yourself out that way. So there has to be a balance, right? We have to have a balance in both oh, areas. Yeah, I can't wake up early if I don't get my enough of sleep. Mm -hmm. I, I really can't. Like, that doesn't happen. I, I'm i one of those people, I like to go to bed around 9.30, 10 o'clock and wake up around 5.30. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I realize that everybody can't do that. And But I it is important to find that time for yourself at some point during the day to fill your cup. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy that you did say, you know, you do find that time at night when your children do go to bed. Yeah. And um, there was something else that I wanted to ask you on the lines of, well, how much time do you think you should allot, one should allot for themselves? Like what works with your clients? So it really depends. Some people need more time than others to to focus on themselves, and some people don't. Um, I happen to be one of those people, and I'm using myself as an example because I can't speak to everyone else. Uh, but for me, I love what I do. So for me, even when I'm working, it's still a sense of enjoyment, and I feel like it's an accomplishment for me. So I don't view it as necessarily working all the time. 
you know, um, some people joke around that I'm, I'm a workaholic, but I don't see myself that way. I just, I know what I have to do and I know it has to get done and nobody else can do it but me. So if I want to get my business to a certain place, if I want to accomplish certain goals, if I want to finish doing certain tasks, I have to do it. But it's a bonus that I love what I do because I don't see it as working all the time. However, having said that, I do know when I need to stop. And another thing is because everything is online, you have to give your eyes a break. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you don't, then it, it takes a toll on you. Both, you know, your eyes get red, you look tired, the fatigue catches up. Um, I know, you know, it, it plays uh, a part with me. Um, so at some point you have to step away. And that's why I say like find a little spot um, in your house where you can kind of just go. This is my time. This is my zone. And I this is uninterrupted. It's non-negotiable unless something is happening that's an emergency that absolutely needs me. Um, don't come bother me and, and give yourself that space. But um, that's why when I do my career coaching, I tell people find something that you love, that you're passionate about. Obviously, you have to be good at it, too, to make it into a business or a career. But if you do what you love, it doesn't look like work. It doesn't feel like work. You enjoy doing it, and you have a sense of accomplishment. So I think to answer your question, it really depends on the individual how much time they need in order to, to get their you know downtime. Um, but on average, I would say that when you're, when you're working from home, treat it as if it were an office job. Take your breaks when you need to. There's a reason why the government mandates us to take, to take breaks and, and lunches. Um, take your breaks. Take your lunch. Do what you need to do. You know, bio break, obviously. So, uh, yeah. And if you're struggling with that, I'd be happy to have a conversation with anyone who needs, you know, more one-on-one -on -one support in, in these areas, any of these areas. Um, and uh, I know that it's difficult. It's difficult because you feel guilty. And again, the guilt might come from a sense of fear, whether you're going to be reprimanded for it or whether you're going to miss out. FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. If I'm not here, the social media is insane. The amount of groups that we belong to now, you're always trying to answer all of these different posts and get yourself out there and get the visibility. Um, and that can take a toll on you because, you know, when you're looking at how many likes do I have, how many people are answering me, how many interviews am I being um, asked to do, all of these different things, uh, when does that rat race stop? You know, so there has to be a limit to everything. I definitely agree with that. There is, I, because I'm similar to you when I'm, as I'm building my business and, and working multiple jobs, I love what I do. And it's hard for me to cut myself off. And I know there's a lot of other people that are similar to that. Mm -hmm. um, that like, when you feel so in flow, as they say, and you just you just keep going. And but for the longest, I would not ever take time for enjoyment are fun, are, you know, just to relax. And then I would get sick. Right. And I'd be like, why am I sick? I can't be sick because I, but I put all this stuff on my plate and then it's just, you know, and it's, it would then just turn into a whole another, well, now I'm not being productive at all because I can't, I literally can't do anything because I'm, I've completely exhausted myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I think that, 
it was very important that you mentioned that mm-hmm. because it's like you're speaking to me <laughs> and I know that you're speaking to other people too. Well, like I said before, we are all humans We and, and we have our similar needs and our similar desires and what works for one might not work for another. So we have to kind of play around with it and see what we can do. Um, but another tip that I can give is just to schedule them into your calendar. I know that for me, for instance, if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. I'm so busy <laughs> and I have people booking, you know, their meetings with me through my online calendar. I don't even know who I'm going to be speaking to half the time. Um, so I go in and just take a look right before so I can, I, I think to be prepared is half the battle. Showing up, mm-hmm. showing up prepared just takes away some of the pressure because you're not looking at um, anticipating what's going to happen. You have a sense of direction. You have a sense of at least a little bit, if you're meeting somebody, of an idea who this person is, what they've done, what you're going to be talking about. But put it in your calendar. Even if you have to schedule a break, put it in your calendar. If you have to remind yourself to grab a coffee or a tea, um, or lunch or whatever, put it in there. Have a start and an end time. If you know that you know you need to finish work by a certain uh, time, put it in there and say, this is it. Like now I'm done. From here to here is my personal time. And, um, and I can't be, unless it's an emergency, I can't be interrupted for my personal time. And uh, see how that works for you. You can always, nothing is set in stone, right? Everything you try um can be changed can be altered and tweaked and you just have to find that balance for yourself and i think another thing is not to have uh, the expectation that every day is going to be the same right so you're not going to have the same time slots or timetable as the previous day it's all flexible and um and just be forgiving like we said before don't be too harsh on yourself forgive yourself and tomorrow's another day you know oh yeah Mm -hmm. and I and I actually did start doing that where if I were I if I spend any time with people I put that in like for my but I for my personal I haven't so much so I am going to start putting that in my calendar to be like okay no I can't Mm -hmm. um because that's that is a really good tip to make sure those times don't get booked up because I I can relate to having those things happen where you where you just get booked up all the time and if you don't allot that time for yourself you won't have it and I also really like the fact that you said to come prepared coming prepared really is half the battle like give yourself some time to get prepared for who you're going to be talking to if you don't know who you're going to be talking to get a little backstory you know because that really does help make things go faster and um it hel- I feel like it helps expedite the process mm-hmm. for me at least. It is true. And I know, you know, when we do, you, you do all these interviews and I do interviews as well, both, both ways I get interviewed and I interview other people. And I think it's important. And we've done this before too, you and I, is just to have a brief conversation prior to the interview. A lot of people book interviews and they don't know what they're stepping into or they're interviewing somebody else and they don't really have a clear idea of who the person is. They might have maybe some questions that were sent to them or whatever, but it's so much easier when you're already familiar with the person, when you've had at least the intro call or the intro meeting and you've um, 
established a relationship with them. So it's much easier to do that. And it's the same thing for anything else, whether it's with a client, um, you can just jump on a quick call. It doesn't have to be anything formal to say, hey, you know, do you have a couple of minutes to talk? Um, just kind of break the ice. Right. I think that when we are trying to be too formal, too professional, um, it comes across that way. And what, these days, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Right. So. Oh when, yes, I do that all the time. I love that. Yeah. So when you're more authentic, more relatable, more human, they relate to you better. They want to do business with you. They want to support you. They want to learn more about you. And get to know them on a personal level. It doesn't hurt to ask, oh, so I know, you know, you're working from home, um, just like me, just like everyone else in the world right now. So do you have any kids? Because don't worry if they come by and, and interrupt us. I get it. I have them too. Right? So that way, you know, you're also um, decreasing the chance of being embarrassed or, or being, you know, um, shell-shocked, right? <laughs> when somebody walks by the camera or singing in the background all of a sudden, or like my kid just turned on the tap in the kitchen and I can hear the water running. Um, you know, we're all in the same position. So it's as long as we remember that and we keep humble and we know that, you know, anything can happen at any time and we just go with the flow, the show must go on, right? Um, but those things are important to just have those icebreakers and get to know people on a more personal level. Because then, again, you're opening up the door for better acceptance. Oh yeah. And I also, I want to say this, like I, when I first started working my day job from home, I would have the opportunity to take a break and meditate at home during the day for like, just like 10 minutes. But that in decreased my stress level so much. And sometimes I feel like we just need to breathe a little bit because it does seem like this whole, we're, we're out of our element a little bit for the people that don't work at home usually. And now they're just kind of getting used to it. And there's a lot of uncertainty with, you know, because we don't know how long this is going to last. And even you said, you know, things are changing with your business as well. And I think that um, that's one thing that I noticed that kind of helped me to kind of relax a little bit and not be so stressed all of the time. Are there any other things that you um, suggest to help people relax? Yeah. I mean, do the things that you love. Don't give up on the things that uh, you were passionate about before. So if you love to dance, put on some music, dance around your house. If you love to sing, put on some music and sing. If you love to create music, sit in front of your piano or grab that guitar um, if you like to write, take the time to continue writing. There's so many different things that you can do. Um, my daughter has found that she loves voice acting. So I enrolled her in some uh, voice acting workshops. And now I signed her up with uh, an agency and she's getting booked. Like all of these different things that COVID has, um, you know, in many ways, it's it's really sort of boxed us into our homes. But in other ways, it opened up a whole new world. Because now when we're forced to do everything online, we're meeting new people, we're doing a ton of networking, 
through events and groups and things like that, even though it's behind a screen. In in a way, it's better than doing it in person right now because you'd have to wear a mask anyway. So if you're in person with somebody um, and you have to wear a mask, you're not looking at their facial expression. Things are getting garbled. Right. You're not hearing properly. So being in front of a screen, you're seeing the expression, you're seeing the body language, you're not having any sort of barrier with, with sound, with um you know, maybe misunderstanding what somebody is saying. And so I think that just keeping true to who you were before, um, exploring new ways, maybe um, learning new skills, taking new hobbies on, um, and just kind of, you know, allowing yourself to explore more, right, to see what's out there and what's available to you. I think that those are ways that you can relax. Um, also, you know, if you were a very social person before and now you can't see anyone because you're uh, confined to your home or maybe your city's on lockdown or whatever, um, you can still have those social dates and you can still maybe even watch a movie together as long as you're doing it online. Um, and you can have those virtual coffees, even grab a meal and order from the same restaurant so you're eating the same food and just have a dinner date that way. So there are different creative ways that we can still stay in touch and still kind of have some sort of, you know, normal interaction on a social level. Um, but to cut yourself off completely and to just delve into work because you think that that's what's going to, you know, make a difference at the end of the day, that could be detrimental to your mental health. Oh, I completely agree. Thank you so much for sharing that. And congratulations to your daughter like that is so cool like seriously yeah listen you know when when you let um your imagination go it can take you to so many different places and by just seeing what's out there what's available to us i know that um a lot of the uh the online platforms were giving away free courses so I've had, when I do my career coaching, I've had people come to me and say, oh, I took a bunch of courses. Now I have all this training. Maybe I can, I don't have to go back to my job, even when things go back to normal. Maybe I could do something else. And that's where I guide them, you know, in terms of if they want to change careers, if they want to maybe apply for um, a promotion, if they want to start their own business, if they want to embark on a new journey. So many different things that are available to us now that weren't available before. And with the amount of courses that people that that companies were giving away for free, where you didn't even have to pay for it during COVID, um, if you took the the um, the time and took advantage of those offers, then you're in a much better place than you were before. But even if you didn't, those th things are still available, right? So you can go online, you can take a look at what might be interesting to you. Maybe you've always liked to take pictures, so you can explore maybe a photography career. Maybe you liked to, I don't know, cook and, and you want to, you know, start exploring with different recipes, um, different things that you can do that that will, number one, you know, keep you away from work when you don't need to be working. And number two, will um, keep you engaged with the outside world to see what's new, what's trending, what's going on, keep you current. Because that's another thing that we don't want to lose touch with what's going on, the developments with technology with different platforms with different um, things instead of you know spending too much time on Facebook and politics and this and that there's a much better world out there where we can um, sort of empower ourselves with knowledge 
and with exposure to things that will be more conducive to success rather than just, you know, um, I don't know, gossiping about the latest uh, celebrity, you know? <laughs> so, oh, I completely yeah. agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've met a lot of people that have taken a lot of courses as well. I've taken a lot of courses. Um, I found time to do that also. And, um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you, you've been one of those people that has been taking courses, definitely click on um, Myriad's Calendly link to schedule a 30 minute session with her to, you know, see what you can do with your business. So my last question for you, where do you think business is going to go in the next five years? Well, I definitely think business is changing in the way we do business. So traditional businesses will probably mostly stay the same. Um, I can't see the corporate world changing too much, except for they are now adapting to the times and allowing people um, to be a little bit more flexible, to be a little bit more free. Um, There are some companies that said, okay, now everybody's going to be able to work from home for as long as they want. You know, companies such as Google and and Amazon and, and other companies that I know are being more lenient with their employees. I think some of the bigger companies can take the lead and also offer the same to to their employees and not have such a demanding schedule on them to understand that we all come with limitations. There's an expiry to everything and you know as long as um, the leaders are educated on how to lead properly and I do workshops with um, with nonprofits, corporations, small to medium businesses, as well as entrepreneurs, um, to, to know how to manage someone, to know how to lead, to know how to um, effectively communicate with someone else. The emotional intelligence piece is huge because in order to understand other people and be able to relate to them well, you need to understand yourself. So I know that you know, oh, yeah. with certain companies, um, people are thrown into positions, whether they got a promotion, whether they're hired without, you know, too much of, of a background check in terms of their, their ability to lead teams. And they go in and they don't know what they're doing. And they only know maybe one way. Maybe they had a mentor that wasn't the best person to teach them. And so they're not really sure um, how to effectively lead um, one person, let alone a team. Um, so when we go in and we do these workshops and we really hone in on what it takes to be an effective leader, an effective manager, even an effective employee, right? Because sometimes it's not the person that we're relating to, it's the experience or the situation. So if we're able to understand ourselves, know our triggers, know what gets us going, know what, you know, why we respond the way we respond and what can we do differently that's going to get us better results next time. Um, then it just enhances our, um, like all areas of our life, our relationship with um, people we work with, people we, we live with, people we engage with on a regular basis when we go out into the world, at stores, wherever you are, you're always talking to people, right? So um, as long as, as you have that emotional intelligence piece in check, then you should be able to navigate through life a little bit more smoothly, a lot more smoothly, actually. I'm so happy you mentioned emotional intelligence because it's something that is very important to me. And I feel like it's something that our society is really lacking on, especially here in America. I know you're in Toronto, um, but just from how this year has gone and how um, 
our government officials are acting and how <laughs> people are acting. And, and it's not only in America, but all over the world, there's a lot of outrage and everything. And I really do think there's a huge lack of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and personal accountability. Uh. I agree. And, you know, and it's not just that. It's also because we are sort of a herd mentality. When we, mm-hmm. when people say things, we tend to follow based on what we think they want us to, to say and how they want us to respond. I think by keeping our individuality and staying true to ourselves, uh, we kind of maintain um, control of what we want to think and how we want to do things rather than just responding, right? And that takes um, someone who's very stable and um, someone who's very disciplined to not go with the flow, to not just give in to other people's expectations of what they want them to say or how they want them to think and what they want them to do. Um, and that goes in in all areas of your life, whether you're with your spouse, whether you're with children, your siblings, your friends, um, your you know uh, professional network, you know it, there there are certain things where we have to say, you know what, I have a responsibility to myself. I believe in these things. I have certain you know values and and ethics and things that I find um, drive the way that I want to live my life. And I'm not willing to compromise on those. And I think people will respect you more for that. And you can always disengage. You don't have to engage in every single conversation and every post and every, you know, um, especially when there's conflict, right? You can choose. Oh, yeah. You can choose to walk away. That is a choice that we have. <laughs> and when we're when yes. we're confident in ourselves, when we have that self-confidence to, to be able to say, you know what, this is where it ends. I'm walking away from this. I'd be happy to continue this at another time where we can maybe, you know, see more eye to eye or, you know, but, uh, but yeah. And in ter- so that, you know, my answer was more to, you know, corporate business or, or people that work for companies, but where I see business going in terms of entrepreneurship um, and people starting their own kind of, um, you know, groups or taking their life in a different direction with a side business. I think that the more we go along with this, you know, working from home and the different opportunities that are presented to us, the more opportunities we have to be able to create our own way of sustaining our life, our own way of creating an income, our own way of doing things on our terms, the way we want them done, um, to be able to satisfy our own needs. And that's where the trend is going now. Um, I see more and more people embarking on their own businesses, um, their own way of branching out. They might still have a day job, you know, they, they still need to put food on the table and I get that, but more people are taking chances and that's where I see businesses moving towards. Um, obviously, you know, the, the big box stores will always be there because they're just huge, but the little guys, you know, the more mom and pop shops, uh, storefronts, um, even some of the, some of the other big stores closed. I know, you know, Toys R Us mm-hmm. and The Gap and Payless and all those. Um, so as more as we transition to online shopping, which has been before, but now even more so, people don't find the need to go into a store and to buy. 
So that's where I think businesses are going on that end, um, but also with the um, with the increase of people going into their own businesses and doing joint ventures. That's going to be huge collaborations, uh, joint ventures, freelancing. That's where the future is. I definitely agree with you on that. And the and I mean I'm excited to see what actually happens, but um, I do feel like people are going to start depending on themselves more. Um, I feel like technology is going to take a a whole nother side of things when it comes to just the grocery stores, the fast food restaurants. Um, I feel like those things are going, I, I feel not only is it important for people to get an education, but they need to start working on skills. Yeah so that they can provide for themselves because unfortunately there are a good portion of people that did not choose to be productive during this time. And, you know, you're right for business. It is going to move that way, but I I'm concerned for the people that didn't choose to improve themselves during this time that were working those minimum wage jobs. Um, because as we were talking before, you know, these companies will replace you. And I feel like a lot of the people will be replaced with, especially the big box stores like Walmart and um, Target. They'll be replaced by machines. Mm -hmm. It's already started to happen. I know the Walmart mm -hmm. near me has no cashiers. So it's all, you know, you go in and you self-scan. And it's quite sad, to be honest with you. You want to interact with another person. And sometimes... Right, and it's so quiet. Yeah, and it is. And sometimes you just want to go in and you don't want to scan your own things. You know, there was a, right. there was a joke like somebody went in and um, they told him there were no cashiers. Does he want to scan his own things? And he's like, I don't work here. Why should I scan my own things? You know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, you take it in, in a light way, but it's so true. Like they expect they put more of the onus on you to be able to handle your own mm -hmm. transactions. Even they have an app where you go in the store and you start scanning the items you're putting in your cart, you add, you took, you know, you get the total, you pay with your credit card, then you leave. There's a certain lane where you go through and you show them that, um, that you have, you know, like they scan your barcode or whatever, um, or your QR and it shows them that you paid for the items and you're on your way. Like they, they're not doing any work anymore. They're stocking the store, but everything else is up to you from the moment you walk in to the moment you leave. Um, and that's, I guess, the future of business because everything is being automated. And in some ways, it's good. So in my business, for instance, I, I teach companies and businesses how to simplify and uh, systemize and automate, right? And because we want to do that, we want to make sure that we're set up for more, more productivity and more revenue. But um, you have to also look at the humane factor. So that's one thing for mm -hmm. businesses, especially when you're doing things online. But when you have people working at the stores or servers at restaurants, like now you can order off of a menu right at the table using um, an iPad, right, or some sort of tablet. Whereas before you had the waitress or another server or somebody coming and taking your order. Now it's you order it, you know, right where you're sitting and then you go and pick it up. And um, so this eliminates a job 
this eliminates an income for somebody. So you're right. I do feel for those people who are in positions where they didn't help themselves, but it's never too late, right? You can always help oh, yourself. Like if you've been sitting mm -hmm. at home doing nothing, you know, watching TV, kind of tuning out, pretending it's not happening, nobody nobody sensed that this was going to happen or that it was going to take this long. And we have no clue how much longer it's going to take. You know, some people anticipate a few months. Some people are staying up to a couple of years. Who knows, right? We don't know. But in the meantime, we can take control of, of our situation, um, you know, our our own self and, and guide ourselves in the right way to be conducive to what we want. So if you're looking for a better future for yourself, you have to work for it. Whether we're in a pandemic or not, you still have to put in the effort. It's just easier now because everything's so much more accessible, actually. Yes, we have so many more resources. And like Tony Robbins says, it's not a lack of, resource, of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. And the majority of people in developed countries like America and Canada have smartphones. So in my, in my mind, there's really no excuse why people can't be better. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> that's just me. I just want to thank you again so much for coming on. And this is, this was very helpful. I, I learned so much through this. I'm going to start blocking out some time for myself and <laughs> make sure I start implementing a lot more of those habits that you shared on here. So yeah, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share? Thank you. It was a pleasure being on. I mean, I could go on and on. This is something that it's so near and dear to me. Um, I live and breathe this stuff. I just, I, I really want people to have a better quality of life. And there are so many ways that you can help yourself. Um, some people, you know, they, they do maybe go and get self-help books and they watch videos and they listen to podcasts like this, but they walk away and it's like in out, sorry, in one ear and out the other and they don't apply it. So I think the biggest mm -hmm. thing, the biggest advice I can give to somebody is when you are absorbing information, make sure that it sticks really digest it think about it and don't just move on to the next thing right away make mental notes and if you have to make physical notes write it down put it in in your phone put it you know type it on in your computer journal it um and build yourself some sort of a plan because you can't take action if you don't have a plan businesses that want to grow don't just make decisions they don't just go out and spend money they have a plan they they go in and they strategize and they look at different options and they come up with a solution and then they implement um, an action plan. So create a blueprint for your life, for your career, for your business. And um, if you have any you know, trouble doing that, then reach out and speak with someone. There are hundreds and thousands of coaches out there that will happily help you that will you know guide you in the way that you need to be guided uh, but it's really important to find someone that you connect with that you click with because personalities make a difference so it's got to be someone that sees your vision that believes in you and that can inspire you to want to make that commitment oh yes yes thank you so much for that and thank you so much for coming on i can't wait to um collaborate with you more in the future. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I look forward to that as well. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.